0: You don't get each other. Christmas. I was going to say Christmas is on present. Presents on Christmas. And
1: that's not a general thing. That's just this year we happened to come to that arrangement.
0: Okay, just because you had said off air that you know if if you're an adult and you want something and you need it, you'll just you'll end up buying it. But if you're just buying something for the sake of it being Christmas, there's not really a whole lot of point to it. Right. Yeah, okay. Just, this is, this is yep. exposition for the listeners okay. and or viewers who might have just joined us. Yeah. Yes. So my counterpoint was my Christmas presents for Kaya, or my present Christmases for Kaya, was I got her a sheet set because we need a sheet set, and she'd actually asked for sheet sets for Christmas. But I also got her a cribbage board because when it's just the two of us and we want to play cards, cribbage is a popular choice. But, I mean, she wasn't going to buy it for herself. So I got her this nice one. It was, It's like in two halves, and yeah. it's magnetically clipped together. So you can open it, and all the pegs are in there, and there's a deck of cards in there. The pegs are also metal. I don't know how much cribbage you've played, but the pegs are frequently plastic, and they break off in a little hole, and then you're stuck for the rest of the lifetime of that cribbage board just... Going, oh yeah! You can't actually, you know, fit that peg into that hole because <laughs> it doesn't work you know, anymore.
1: These, they sell drill bits of various gauges that you could probably. That's next Christmas. That <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's next Christmas. If this one breaks, I'll buy one of those, uh, you know, reverse threaded drill bits. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. Or or just, I don't think you need a reverse thread. You just put the drill in reverse direction.
0: Yeah, I forgot that cribbage pegs aren't actually threaded but right no. so so where does this fit within your cuz like it's not it's not uh something we needed but it's something that she wanted that she wasn't really aware that she wanted
1: that's just timing though if the timing of her wanting it happens to line up with christmas then by all means get it for christmas but if she had needed new sheets back in february were you gonna wait ten months to get her new sheets? We basically did, yes. Oh. Well then <laughs> <laughs> Different shows to different folks, I guess. Yeah. Could it
0: be could it be that we're not religiously married yet? We're just common <laughs> law. And so I, I, I have to be on my best behavior because I haven't locked it down yet. Is that is, is that it, an alternative explanation?
1: I don't know if religiously married would be accurate. But I know what you mean. Right. Civilly married. <laughs> yeah. Legally married. Officially married? I don't know. How do you want to call it?
0: I don't wear a ring on my finger. There. Okay. Mm.
1: So you don't acknowledge your married Wait, state.
0: Does she wear a ring on
2: her finger?
1: Because no, that's also a thing.
0: C- she has a couple, but not like her ring finger.
2: Okay.
1: Nick, does she have a purity ring? <laughs> <laughs> it's opal. <laughs> <laughs> the opal cleanses all. <laughs> oh, man. Rob, how was your Christmas?
2: My Christmas was good. It was very family-oriented and much less... I'm not materialistic like you guys. Well, I guess just like Nick.
3: <laughs>
2: I was going to say... It was say. mostly family and clothes.
1: Yeah.
3: Wait, wait, okay, wait. Okay, clothes. Okay,
1: gave- that's another. that's another topic here. Because mm-hmm. for Emma... We were looking at gifts. It's like, well, she needs clothes, but that's a lame gift. So do you do you save your clothes buying for Christmas? How does that work?
2: Right. Yeah, that's tough.
1: I never got clothes for Christmas. I, I only I got get,
2: clothes for Christmas
0: once I turned, I get like, clothes, 10. I get clothes for Christmas now, but, like, people buy me hilarious new graphic tees. And right,
1: that's different. I don't like socks. I like
0: them. Oh, I get socks too. If they're nice socks, like that is a solid Christmas present. Hmm, I love a pair of good socks, especially like the high rise ones. Oh, I tried wearing some low rise socks the other day and it's just your calf feels so exposed. <laughs> I don't know how people do it all the time. <laughs> like if I'm going for a run or something, absolutely. Cause you know, the extra fabric, it, fabric isn't appreciated, but.
1: Okay. But your high rise socks, don't they just fall down? uh sometimes continually throughout the day i have to pull my dress socks up all the time you, you have
2: also- to or you choose to
1: well technically i choose to my pants cover them so I, I, no one else would notice
0: maybe you need to work those calves so they're they're thick enough to hold the sock up
1: that's probably the issue really yeah it
2: sounds like that's definitely the issue bro do you even yeah. lift
1: i don't actually
2: <laughs> oh see that's the problem <laughs> Uh, so we have some follow-up from the last three weeks. We've been gone on, on our little Christmas vacation. So I guess I guess the biggest thing, the thing that we kind of teased, we had a little cliffhanger over the end of the year, was the Falcon 9 was launching on, I believe it was supposed to be December 18th. I think it ended up being December 19th that it launched. Um, SpaceX tried again to land, to, to, to send something into space, to have it fully go into orbit. It released some satellites into orbit it i think it docked with the iss as well and then land the booster back down and they decided to do it on ground as opposed to onto an autonomous drone platform in the ocean and spoiler alert in case you didn't hear about this a couple weeks ago they did it they they managed to best the take the i guess take the rain back on best um (laughs) <laughs> what did you? What do we call it again? Takeoff. They're and the landing. spaciest spacers that ever spaced. I the, think. Yeah. Is, is I think it's vertical title. takeoff, landing. Vertical takeoff and landing. Yeah. That's the one.
1: Yeah.
2: They managed to do it. They managed to land back down at Cape Canaveral, as opposed to Blue Origin, which you talked about. Yeah. They landed back in the desert in the middle of nowhere. Falcon Nine did it. They landed back at the space center at Cape Canaveral, and the big news, sort of from this week, that I I thought was interesting to talk about, and that I have a link to is that they finished sort of looking over the rocket once it landed again and have okayed it to go again. So the, the objective of this isn't just to do it. It's to actually be able to redo it so they can reuse this booster. And they found the, the specific language was no damage found ready to fire again. Um, they're not actually going to fire this one again. This one is was a proof of concept and so they're going to hang on to it. It's sort of a relic. And the next one, maybe not the next one, but they're going to do a few of these, making sure that they can still do it every time before it's kind of used for anything that's absolutely critical, like humans, for instance. But uh, they did it, at least.
1: One of the key differences, too, with their takeoff landing was that they actually delivered items or put some stuff into orbit Mm -hmm. and then landed. Like, this wasn't just, oh, let's get to the edge of space and then love come back down and didn't trash shock elon musk yeah. this was like we're actually going to do something and we're going to land it and suck at jeff bezos
2: <laughs> yeah and that's that's actually what they did and i'm i'm super excited about this they they've been trying for the better part of a year and had a couple of i guess you'd call like they were very close and again we talked about how landing on a barge in the middle of the ocean uh is a lot more difficult than just landing on the earth and so they decided it play it safe and only do this amazing thing and land it on a solid (laughs) on solid rock instead of on water. And they did it. Their first uh their first real try of this nature doing that.
1: So did they target a specific landing point the same way that Blue Origin did? Yes. Oh, so for all intents and purposes they did land on a barge. It just It just wasn't
2: moving with the ocean,
0: yeah.
1: Right. Okay.
0: I was gonna say like I mean it's not, I, I, I assume it's not like it just, you know, came back and said, oh, that's land. I can land there. Right. Yeah, and exactly, just, you know, yeah. picked any
2: random <laughs> patch of land in North yeah. America. Yeah. No, it was very, very targeted. Cool. Yep. Um, the next piece of news here, Mike, uh, actually, you have a couple. Do you want to?
1: Yeah. Well, we've talked about self-driving cars on and off. for Have we? The little past, yeah. <laughs> really? a, a couple times at least. <laughs> that doesn't once sound or twice. like us. No. <laughs> there There is news, I guess, kind of a leak or just evidence of a partnership that Google has with Ford to manufacture a model of self-driving car. And from the author of the article that I read, mm. uh, it seems to indicate that they have multiple manufacturer partnerships. So yeah. Ford isn't an exclusive partner, but it's it's cool to see them Forging these partnerships and kind of making self-driving vehicles a reality using Google's technology so that Google doesn't have to be, you know, a manufacturer as well as the tech behind the car. Um, now, we'd also – I can't remember if we talked about on the show about Apple's manufacturing facility or testing yeah. facility that yeah. there is rumors of them coming up with their own self-driving car. So, we'll see if there's a similar arrangement for Apple where they're partnering with another manufacturer right. to – to build their car versus kind of trying to do it themselves yeah. because at that point you're you know no pun intended you're reinventing the wheel if you're trying to if you're trying to build your own self-driving cars like well just use an actual car manufacturer and then put your tech into it to actually make yourself-driving
2: yeah well as the article or as the articles author mentions uh this is like this is an old the old employee of Ford is heading up this pro the self-driving car project he's been there for he was at Ford for 14 years, now working on the Google self-driving car. So that they all, they all sort of know each other. They're somewhat family after that long. And so it's not really a surprise that they're working together again. But yeah, it's, it's the first of many or at least several partnerships that's going to be coming
1: up. Yeah. And, uh, the next piece of follow-up that I have relates to a new Android device that LG is, is releasing in the near future. Mm -hmm. That's been rumored or leaked to have what's being called a magic slot. Uh, From my understanding, this is the first time they've been integrating this piece of technology into their phone. And it's supposed to function in a similar way that the continuum uh, technology for the windows phone utilizes where you're able to connect peripherals to your phone Mm -hmm. to kind of, enhance the functionality of it and possibly, you know, monitors or keyboards or, or what have you. So it looks like the continuum port uses a dongle that you plug ports, other things into that. Yeah. So I'd, I'd imagine this would offer a similar method of, of attaching peripherals possibly. Yeah. But it's, I'm excited to see other phones have this because originally I was kind of holding out for windows phone with the continuum kind of as my next phone, but I ended up finding a really good deal on a uh, on an Android phone uh, yeah. earlier this year, so I ended up getting that. But I think if if other companies started using this type of integration where you're able to connect peripherals, I think you'll see a lot of people jumping on board for it.
2: Yeah, this is this was a pretty cool phone. I'm I'm kind of disappointed that because uh, I I heard the author of this the last piece we talked about also wrote up a story about this piece uh, about <laughs> this piece of news and uh i'm disappointed to see that our source is not uh, is not that same article
1: <laughs> i got to spread i got to spread around the the love and endorsements rob
2: oh i understand uh that actually follows somewhat nicely uh to the last piece of follow up we have nick i don't i don't exactly know what this means it's written in oh, some yeah. kind of code but so we we previously discussed that you
0: had a nice christmas right rob yes And are you engaged in any sort of experiment on Facebook?
2: Well, I don't know if it's on Facebook. I'm engaged in some sort of experiment.
0: Okay, but not like Facebook specifically. No. Okay, then what is wrong with you the past few weeks? (laughs) Over the holidays, your behavior on Facebook has just been abhorrent. Abhorrent. What, What did I do?
1: What are we talking about? Well, there was, I mean...
0: For now we'll we'll set aside the whole like Nick, do you know what redundant means <laughs> that little chestnut? That was great. Uh we'll uh That was on Slack, actually, that was on Facebook. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> there was the whole snowpocalypse plea to the city of Ottawa.
3: hmm
0: And Rob, what I want you to do What I want you to do is go up north somewhere, maybe maybe Elliot Lake or something like that. It, isn't Amon from a, Elliot Lake? He Is from Elliott I Lake. I think yeah. so. I've, I've, okay.
1: I've seen to I recall think you know that. that.
0: <laughs> okay, that's, I think I've heard that once a yeah. long time ago, but uh, I want you to go up north, say in March, and look at the snow in Elliott Lake in March so that yeah. you know how good you have it right now with one full car, like car width to get through. Right. Back in Belleville at the end of like big snowstorms. You kind of have to zipper car parking so that you can actually like weave through and actually get through the street.
2: I just – I want you to know how good you have it. Well, no. I understand. I understand that I'm lucky to be from a a nice city and I don't have to go through this this horror of having to (coughs) zipper through cars like you mentioned where we can have cars – kind of recklessly parking on either side of the street, uh, just all over the place, leaving you to basically have to do that to navigate our street. Um, there are cars parked along both sides, leaving you, I, I described on Facebook, effectively 1.05 car And widths. when I
0: saw the .05, I went, well, what's the problem then?
1: <laughs> well, I actually the problem- calculated that out, and it doesn't work out <laughs> to very much room.
2: It's like six inches.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is yeah.
2: That- is that ample room like if if i had point if i had 1.00 car widths i would literally be scraping paint with these other cars and i like neither julia or myself have any interest in doing that well no you wouldn't mm. so we have a little bit of buffer that we can you know it's just ice that we're driving on we can carefully navigate you know how like the the car mirrors now like pivot
0: just freely a lot of them the bigger yeah. car mirrors
2: yeah yeah, just push them out of the way.
0: Well, I mean, effectively, that's what you have to do. But right, that's like a couple more inches. You're laughing. Yeah, you're absolutely laughing.
2: <laughs> well, not wanting to cause any damage to other cars, we elected to not do that and uh, and just try to get people. Because if 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 you plowed the street, that would buy you a couple of extra feet at least to navigate. And why yeah, they not come back, come through
0: with one of those snowbank chewers
2: yeah but they they don't they didn't last year at all and that's that was the problem we had an ice block the length of a a city block for two or three months
0: so the fact that you're no longer living in the downtown sandy hill area may suggest that you will have to deal with that
2: yeah it sounds like it i was hoping i'm hoping not to but i it seems like i will yeah
0: okay you how many times have you shoveled since living in ottawa
2: uh i have shoveled a few times i used to live in like the one room of a house for about eight months but okay for, for the most part i've lived in apartment buildings or um or like a residence that they had people doing that okay that was I just, why i lived there
0: yeah yeah no i just yeah. wondered because i mean i'm thinking back to or i I've, I've now shoveled in calgary yeah Shoveling shoveling in Calgary is so much nicer than shoveling in Ontario, let me tell you. So <laughs> the snow's just like fluff. You can yeah. We've had
1: like such dry snow. Every time mm-hmm. we have a snowfall, I tell Emma I'm like, "Let's go build a snowman." And I go out and it's yeah. like nope. sand. It's sand. That's all it is.
0: <laughs> Did I see people like the city clears with like these big like brushes. Yeah. yeah. It's just a giant brush and the snow just goes. It's the craziest <laughs> thing. I saw people clearing snow with, like, leaf blowers. Yeah. yeah. That would never happen <laughs> if back home. You'd just, like, sit <laughs> sit there blowing at it. Like, maybe a chunk would move, and you'd be like, well, this was a stupid idea.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Nice and dry. Mike, you have a trio of different stories here under a common theme. Yes. Uh, what, why don't you start with those?
1: Well, I would have brought these up two weeks ago, but we mm. didn't do a show. And I would have brought them up last week, but we also didn't do a show. So this week I'm talking about them because I thought they were interesting. And they're all kind of related to changes or advances in how we treat mobile, cell phone, and device plans, and that type of thing. And I guess the first one, since is listed first, is uh, one of the... I don't think would call it an MVNO. I guess not even really an MVNO. They're just kind of an independent service provider that piggybacks on other. companies' I think that's Networks. what an MVNO yeah. is. I thought they're supposed they're supposed to be owned by a parent company.
2: No, it's just the fact that they're a virtual network because okay. they piggyback. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, so we'll we'll call it an MVNO then. Uh, Roam Mobility, who have been more prominent in the states for their roaming plans when Canadians travel or or internationally, anyway they're coming out with a role mobility Canada service that allows for you to use your iPad using the Apple SIM on their network or their, and again, it's not their network because they have agreements yeah. with the actual network providers, but you can purchase services through them for either per minute, per day or per month, uh, iPad use. Mm-hmm. And it's independent of your, Existing plan. So it's essentially just an, a separate service that you can get for your iPad instead of having to go through, say, Fido or Telus to link your device to your existing contract or your, your plan and pay th- for data through there. So I think it's really cool because Rob, you've mentioned in the past how you have a data plan for your iPad yep. or you did. Or you do, I do. And that's more just a, uh, a just in case. Situation where you yeah. might need it. So this one, because you can purchase the plan right on your iPad when you need it, that removes that need to link it to your contract and pay a per month charge just in case. Right. Which I think is is a really good idea, and and I think a lot of people could get use out of this. Uh, I don't know how many people will because it's it's still a fairly under the radar service, I think, but I, I think is a good start, and, and hopefully you'll start seeing a lot more of, of this type of offering, I guess for devices, right. because so many devices are internet connected now and you're not going to need them all the time. But when you do need them, you want to have the ability to use them. So right, I think even if you could have it a, uh, you know, like for wearables as well, that type thing. And then wearables are, are coming out with SIM slots to to put SIMs in. So this is the kind of thing that I think would, would be beneficial
2: mm-hmm. for, for those I, types of situations. Yeah. I'm intrigued by it. Uh, I do note that it is insanely expensive.
1: It is no, I I never said it was a good deal. <laughs> it's just it, yeah. what are the yeah. prices? Uh, here let me it says it in the article here
2: for Canada. Uh, it is uh, there's a bunch of different plans, but for Canada by the hour for one hour you get 15 megabytes for a dollar. Uh, 15 megabytes. Okay. Uh, by the day they give you 100 megabytes for six dollars. Uh, and then there's a couple of by the megabyte plans that get you two hundred and fifty megabytes for fourteen ninety nine and five hundred megabytes for twenty-eight ninety
3: nine. Okay.
2: So it's not it's not great. By that by that plan, you may as well get the like just a regular iPad SIM card from any of the carriers because that'll get you several gigabytes for twenty-eight dollars. Mm. Um but And does this sorry, does this work cross border? Yeah. It works mm-hmm. cross border, but I believe it, it seems like when you switch countries it'll it's a different plan so the data wouldn't transfer well, it's,
1: it's different pricing but that's the thing it's right. not really a plan you're, you're just buying yeah. a bucket
2: but like if you went to the u.s and you bought a bucket and then went to canada right you wouldn't yeah. keep that bucket you have to buy a no. canadian bucket
1: yeah that's right
0: but you can you can access the service it sounds so much more absurd if you actually think about it in terms of buckets right it's like <laughs> oh, I can't use this bucket here. It's no good here. Gotta pick up yeah. this other bucket.
1: Yeah. <laughs> which which makes sense because there are agreements with the country specific carriers, so. Yep. Yeah. so oh
0: you yeah. got a Canadian bucket there. We can't we can't fill it with water, beer, chocolate or whatever. <laughs> you, gotta Maple syrup. Have, you gotta have the American bucket. Which yeah. you can rent for a reasonable fee. Yes.
1: Fill it with chicken. Ooh. <laughs> Fried chicken? <laughs> Yes, is there uh, any other kind <laughs> I thought that was implied there's no other
2: kind that comes in a bucket that's for sure <laughs> um
1: yeah, so and in a related story, which is mm. fairly coincidental, project Phi, the Google service that is data only that piggybacks on the uh, existing carriers, they now support tablets and internet only devices that you can add on to your cell phone plan and they don't charge a per month device fee for those. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a very similar service to Rome's, but with project Phi you you'd have to have the existing uh device voice plan, I guess with them, but it's right. all still data based. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's still my understanding of it is that with the Google Fi, it's all data oriented, like it's voice over LTE. Right. That they use. Um, or Wi-Fi, I guess, for that case, and so yeah, that's another another kind of good advancement. Hopefully, we'll start seeing Project Fi become available in places other than the states. Yeah,
2: the the big concern for me again is that we haven't actually hit, you know, kind of a a plateau or a reasonable data rate. So even plans like Google Fi, when we originally talked about it at its launch, they're they're not charging a sort of connection fee for non-phone devices even though they are connecting to the network but it's still insanely expensive to buy packets of data like we we've talked about before like you can transfer a gigabyte for like it costs carriers like a, a cent to transfer a gigabyte of data and we're paying at least like ten dollars for it yeah it, it's still kind of gouging customers but i i would like to think that as competition comes in and especially with kind of either ubiquitous Wi-Fi or 5G or whatever the network is that finally does give us blanket coverage, that they will stop being able to so easily gouge us. Because the whole the whole thing that they that carriers keep doing is they first they had edge when the when sort of cell networks were just getting started. Then they got 3G and then 4G. And we never really hit cell ubiquity. We never really hit it everywhere. It's just it keeps getting upgraded in cities and kind of as you get a little further away from cities. but there's no there's no coverage that's good and fast everywhere yet. And so eventually, I think we're going to stop seeing speed upgrades and network upgrades, and we're just going to see it kind of cover everywhere there are people. And at that point, I think there'll be if there's enough competition at that point and people haven't bought stuff out, then we'll see. Prices start to come down to at least more reasonable because they won't ha- they won't be able to make the argument that oh we're, we're building out infrastructure so we need these more subsidies for for that and so prices will drop accordingly.
0: So, quick question: mm-hmm. with ubiquitous cell coverage, are you referring to a country specifically
2: or just Canada? Well, uh, Canada is a little tricky because a lot of we've us, got uh,
0: thirty million people over yeah. like everywhere.
2: Like, uh,
0: yeah, because I mean, I'm looking at that and I'm like, the issue is clearly population density in Canada. Like, and that said, like, the States has 10 times the population, but not a tenth the land mass. So, mm-hmm. like, they have a similar issue in which there are vast swathes of space with nobody. Yeah.
2: And so, um, yeah. I yeah. think the solution to that is going to be somewhat similar to radio in that you can change you can tweak the frequency of of the radio waves for a cell tower and get a much broader kind of coverage and so yeah those are going to be different frequency bands which yeah yeah may or may not be able to use yeah so in in cities the problem is you need a lot of cell towers because there are a bunch of people trying to connect you need cell pockets that are at a specific frequency that everyone can connect to Mm -hmm. but as you get further out and less populated there are less devices and so um in effect what you end up getting is you get the, the the limiting factor isn't population density and cell coverage it's the fact that you can't set up a tower that, that covers things because it's, there are different kinds of technology. I'm explaining this very poorly. So in cities, you have dense population and you need a lot of cell towers per unit area. And so you don't need a long range cell signal. Mm-hmm. But in less populated areas, you have, you have very few people, low population density. So you, d- you in theory wouldn't need a lot of cell towers to cover those people, but they're far apart. So you'd need a long range. So I think that the, the generation of cell technology that will accomplish this We'll be able to work on multiple frequencies, some of which are short, some of which are long, to be able to cover both those cases. Or you could have, in theory, just two different, slightly different technologies that that work that way. So, in a perfect world, you'd have you'd be able to take your have your phone in a city, use a cell tower that's nearby to you in, in the way that we think of it now in a city. But if you go outside the city, you'd have cell towers lined up every few kilometers, as opposed to much closer. Yeah. And that the cell towers would be able to connect f- over longer distances yeah. in a dense city. You have them on every other apartment Exa- building. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So when we talked about the new, I think they're calling it f- a five G technology, but it was using mm-hmm. like a like a cell, like it was like a like it, they use interference patterns to generate these these signals that you basically daisy chain all these device like not dates but transmitters of the signal so that like you're saying along a highway you just have every hour often yeah. these devices that transmit the signal right. instead of having to invest in like a giant cell tower that covers a specific area yeah. and and that's exactly what that technology is trying to accomplish is that issue of one cell tower to service however bunch of people versus you know a bunch like of cells that service a specific number of people but every hour often Right, and that's that's essentially what you're what you're describing there,
0: no, yeah, what if' Because so many people complain about windmills, right <laughs> I like cell I don't yeah. know about
1: so many, but yeah, a lot a lot of worry. people just yeah. absolutely
0: hate uh windmills, yeah, mm. and people also hate the look of cell towers, but most of them will be like, "Oh my God, it's ugly, but we desperately need it, yeah, yeah. What mm-hmm. if yeah. we just we just combine them? Listeners, listeners will uh, not see me intermat- er, intermingling my fingers. But yeah. What if you just had like a little cell tower going through the main shaft of a uh, windmill? They, or I think yeah. Alternatively, a lot of interference. Like, but- put a little bit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 no, still somehow do a thing and it'll all work out. Yeah. It'll be it'll be great. We'll let the
1: engineers worry about that.
0: Yeah, just a little Faraday cage on the cell tower, which I think will, you know, yep. completely <laughs> block it. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> or just mount a little uh, vertical axis wind turbine on every cell tower. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. You're welcome, humanity. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Address your checks to Unwind Media. I'm I'm concerned about the uh, like. We discussed the the intricacies of not only having sort of moving metal swirling around a cell tower, but also the fact that that is generating electricity. So that means there's a generator somewhere nearby that will also be throwing off electrical interference. I'm I concerned. I'm of, not saying it's impossible. I find your lack of faith disturbing.
0: <laughs>
2: uh So, Mike, what's the last story you have here in in, uh, Mobile Corner?
1: I think that's all I had, didn't it, wasn't it? Oh, no, I did have one more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so then another MVNO, it appears, is uh, called Sugar Mobile. And they're similar to... It sounds like they're similar to PC Mobile and the 7-Eleven Speak Out Mm -hmm. service that they're... uh, again, piggybacking on on the networks, but they've offered a service where you pay $29 for your starter kit, where you get a SIM card and one month of service, where you get unlimited talk, text, and data over Wi-Fi, and then 200 megabytes of non-Wi-Fi data. And that's where the integration with the existing networks come in, is that they, they buy data in bulk, similar to tech-savvy, I guess, that they do for the ISP side of things. And they offer 200 megabytes to their users for that $29, uh, $29. I don't know if it's that's the per month cost, um, or if it drops after that first month, cause you're buying the SIM card, but either way for the monthly rate, you get the, the unlimited use over wifi and then 200 megabytes of, of non wifi data. And it operates through an app similar to Skype or, okay. or, you know, Facebook messenger for that matter, where all the calls and messaging is directed through the app and right. so, but you're still using the SIM card to access that 200 megabyte non-Wi-Fi data.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so it's for people who are more often than not on Wi-Fi, who might not use a ton of non-Wi-Fi data. But for those who need some, occasionally you have that 200 megabytes and then you can buy additional data in buckets. Uh And I think it's about 15 bucks. Hold on. I have the numbers here. But it's it's a, I guess, reasonable rate for... For a, a couple extra data that puts it in line with, you know, a forty dollar to forty five dollar per month plan. Okay. And and the the big thing with this, I think, is that it's acknowledging that a lot of people do stick to Wi Fi and don't need a ton of non Wi Fi data, especially if they're just messaging. That, right. but it still allows them to have that smartphone, and and without having to sign like this giant data plan that they're sure. never going to use. And and I actually came across someone on Twitter the other, not the other day, but a couple months ago that was in that position where he only needed, you know, a couple hundred megabytes of non-Wi-Fi data, but, you know, TELUS made him sign this two gigabyte per month contract because that was the lowest, the lowest kind of plan offering that they had. Right. So this, this sounds like a pretty kind of beneficial service for those who would be in that same position.
2: Mm -hmm. Cool.
1: Yeah. So. I don't know, it's, it seems just this past couple of weeks the the landscape's been changing a little bit with with what's available. And I think a lot of people aren't familiar with a lot of these types of services, so hopefully people are, are able to do some research and find something that works for them because there's a lot out there. Uh You know, you have your power users who use 15, meg- 15 gigabytes a month and you have people who use close to zero. So yeah, I think yeah. at this point, there's, there's a lot out there for those who don't use a lot of data, but there isn't a ton out there for those who use a bunch of data, so... Yeah, unless you're on one of, unless you're on one of those grandfathered plans,
2: right? That, yeah, that's the weirdest thing to me is that we're seeing all these plans come up, and they serve people who don't use a lot of data or use a lot of data on Wi-Fi, and that's that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, even for the last couple months, where I've been without work and where I've been at home, ninety percent of the time. I'm looking at my data right now, and in the last three weeks approximately of my since my plan rolled over again, I've used five gigs of data like i haven't I've been home all the time I'm still using like lots I'm still using it to the point that a five gigabyte plan would not cover me for the month
1: but do you, do you turn on wi-Fi at home
2: yeah on always. your phone
1: oh really oh huh. I,
2: like it, like I said it, <laughs> I use an insane amount of data apparently
1: why would you turn Wi-Fi on at home though if you have unlimited data on because it's faster. If, if my, you notice the difference, but
2: on uploads, I notice the difference. Oh, like when uploads. I'm backing up pictures, yeah, right. or videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only reason I I would do it. Also, because then my like it can talk to my computer, and I can either watch videos or like connect to. If I'm on Rogers, I can sign in and like view cable stuff because we have the cable package. Right. Yeah, there's a bunch of weird restrictions like that that yeah <laughs> kind of suck
1: yeah i've been using it for chrome a lot because show me has the chromecast app right and yeah. we're on the two-month trial of show me so we've been playing with that
0: sure yeah we so we actually had some chromecast dongles on the campaign oh yeah And oh, i'm yeah. wondering i'm wondering what the ultimate fate of them was because i bet <laughs> i could buy it at a discount probably <laughs> yeah was that to there, just
1: plug into monitors to show stuff
3: yeah
0: yeah, yeah. well like as you came to visit me yeah. a couple times do you remember the big tvs as you walked in with the pictures rotating through on them
1: not particularly no
0: oh, okay well it happened okay we we also played music on them it was yeah it was a good time
1: nice
2: nick i'm noticing that most of our stories are technology do you wanna do you wanna take us in a bit more science y direction? Well and, uh, I, I hate to break it to you, Rob. This is
0: this is a new technology.
3: <laughs> it's, it's a lot it's more sciencey a, than it's technology. It's definitely a
0: tech story. And the technology in question is the polymer cyclodextrin. And I'm trying to pull up the article, I'm dealing with some lag.
2: Nick, there I can. really I hate to break this to you, but this is science. That happens to involve a technology. <laughs> so semantics aside. Yeah. Scientists
0: have developed a new reusable polymer that can remove pollutants from flowing water within seconds. Just like air fresheners trap invisible air pollutants in the home and remove unwanted odors. But in all seriousness. <laughs> um, like, you know, clean water is a huge problem, particularly in the developing world. And, like, mm-hmm. we've talked before on the show about the glory of beer and how it actually shaped civilization and even human evolution because it was a, it was a water supply that was clean. Like, it had been boiled and sterilized. Right. But, like, not – sterility is good, but that doesn't remove every problem from the water supply like especially in places like Bangladesh you have a lot of heavy metals in the water which as i'm sure you will appreciate rob is a problem yeah but <clears throat> this is a polymer i actually haven't seen the structure yet so i'm going to yeah just leave some dead air but this, so yeah. it it's similar to activated carbon in that it will trap things right but the beauty of it is like I mean it traps and it binds tighter than activated carbon will but you can also wash it in a few seconds in some ethanol or methanol right which means it's totally reusable and I mean I don't know what the cost is but that's so exciting for the developing world like there are a lot of I don't know church fundraisers and stuff like that'll Ugh, I'm getting so excited. I can't talk. <laughs> there are like a lot of low level fundraisers, like churches, local organizations, that kind of stuff that will buy things like mosquito nets for people. Right. And that's good because mosquitoes and malaria kill a lot of people every year.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But if you could get some of this low level fundraising going towards cyclodextrin purifiers, you could provide clean drinking water to so many people. Sure. It's just, it's portable and all you, well, all you need is uh, ethanol or methanol. Uh, <laughs> I mean, being like you know, that's you need not a lot that of,
2: hard to come by.
0: I mean, you, I guess, ship it with the cyclodextrin for a while or something. Yeah, just as long as people don't drink it, you're okay. Methanol <laughs> is probably a better choice.
2: <laughs> you say methanol is apparently a better choice? Probably. Okay. Because you don't get drunk on it. Well, yeah, but I would say ethanol is a better choice because that way you're not going to accidentally die if you or die if you accidentally drink it or if you decide to drink it.
0: Well, I mean, I'm sure shipping pure ethanol would lead to a few deaths. Yeah. Unless you put that, I don't know, they do it with the rubbing alcohol and the hand sanitizer. They put the bittering, embittering agent in it so that you, yeah. you'll you actually puke before you get too drunk. Sure. Which really sucks. If I don't know. Have you ever, like, used hand sanitizer and then tried to eat a sandwich?
2: No, I don't no. use hand sanitizer. Oh, well, I've done it before. Mm-hmm. Mostly
0: because we have hand sanitizer at work. Right. So you, especially after dealing with cash and stuff like that, which is just absolutely filthy. Sure. Sanitize your hands, eat a sandwich. But if you get any bites with like a lot of that on it, it's just awful.
1: See, I never understood people who use just hand sanitizer because it doesn't actually clean. It sanitizes. It doesn't clean though. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah so you, you'd probably need both
2: hand sanitized and then soap
1: or other way around or but. just soap or just soap yeah <laughs> Don't really need mm-hmm. to be Does, I wonder <laughs> if this thing affects the taste of water very much because I know with the carbon filters it doesn't affect the taste at least not that I've noticed I just want right. to
0: pause and appreciate the, the Canadian accent you put on that <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I didn't notice
0: the carbon filters <laughs> oh yeah get some get some good carbon filters on there we'll go to the show in the snow
2: (laughs) oh man i uh yeah i look forward to seeing this because like you mentioned nick i haven't i haven't really heard of this this compound either this polymer and so i'm intrigued to see how it goes through testing you should see the structure it's i'm pretty happy about it yeah
0: like it's one of, it's it's not it's not like moths, but it's also not terribly dissimilar to moths in that it's just you're looking at it and like, oh my God, there is so much surface area here right
2: i it's not this article is not sourced at all very I'm very concerned <laughs> with this publication
1: this new delhi t v or whatever it is, yeah,
2: I believe them, but it's weird that there's no the last two paragraphs are the same and that are almost the same there's a matching paragraph or a sentence and then there's no link to the journal yeah it does say the findings published.
1: were published in nature yeah but
2: unverifiable at the moment without significant possibly googling yeah um mike oh, okay hold on wikipedia seems to seems to support this okay the cyclodextrin you mean
0: yeah these molecules mm-hmm. can effectively immobilize inside their rings toxic compounds like trichoro- trichloroethane or heavy metals, or can form complexes with stable substances like tri- trichlorophon and organophosphorus insecticide or sewage sludge, enhancing their
2: decomposition. Hmm. Okay. Yep. So these are things that have been used before for other things, but now they're being used for purifying water. I got the, I got the book Thing Explainer
0: for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! And it's that explanation. Rob was right out of Thing Explainer. That was good. Of course, yeah. It's a thing that they used for other things before, but
2: now they use it to clean water. Uh, yes, they were discovered in 1891. Cyclodextrins were. That's it's uh, crazy, right? Yeah, cool. But I mean, yeah, you you look at the structure and it's like, yep, I can see that. Right, yeah, it makes sense, crazy uh, Gee. so Mike, you want to get into round two of your these are more i guess non non operator related, but they're still mobile stories,
1: yeah, well, the big news, at least in Canada was was Shaw buying wind mobile yeah, like, yeah that was that was kind of crazy and unexpected at least for me. I don't know maybe people closer to the industry might I don't think have people that, but... saw that coming. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, the guys of, that
0: the guys that owned WIND for a long time weren't happy about it. What on earth is happening with my lighting situation? Oh. <laughs> I just looked down and went, good God, I'm blue. <laughs> um, yeah. But WIND Mobile, for the longest time, was very unhappy with breaking into the Canadian market.
1: Well, th- they, they found a lot of barriers to, yes. to increasing their... Not only their infrastructure, but just their, uh, what's they're called? Not the, the reach, the frequency spectrum, spectrum? the spectrum. Yeah. I guess that's what yeah. you call it. Uh, because I guess these spectrums, uh, pockets, I guess, go to market or to auction and, and they're, they've had a hard time kind of getting any sort of, uh, share in that. Yeah. And so I guess they were on the market as a company and, and Shaw decided to, to pick them up. And as far as Shaw is concerned, they're trying to compete with TELUS and Rogers and Bell, I guess, because I think they all have both yep. TV and mobile. Yeah, they do. And so Shaw was kind of the odd man out where they're big in the TV space and not present in the mobile space. So this kind of gets their foot in the door there. And, and I'm excited to see where it goes. go. Obviously, they're not going to be, you know, the epitome of discount carrier in Canada anyway. Right. because they're going to have to kind of invest some more money into infrastructure, but at least they've got some, some capital behind them now. And uh, yeah, it should change the game a little bit to at least go from hopefully big three to big four in, right. In Canada. I, I know there are some people talking how Shaw is partly owned or parent owned by Rogers already. Yeah, So this actually limits or reduces competition, but I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't see it that way, but I can see why it might, look like that right um but yeah you know wind actually recently for their was it their 10th birthday oh no, yeah yeah there's a 10th birthday and they were still being called a startup and sure. an upstart and it's like <laughs> guys they've been around for a long time and they have a million users i don't think they're really a startup anymore
0: compared to the what how long has bell been around bell telephone
1: it's been around a bit longer Sure. But I I think just to call them a startup isn't really fair to them. They've, they've done a lot and they've, they've lasted a lot longer than a lot of other smaller companies have, have been around for. So, um, but yeah, it's exciting to see, see where they're going to go. And, you know, I, you know, I, hopefully once their, their infrastructure increases a bit, I'll start considering them if I ever have to switch carriers.
2: Right.
0: They had a good deal over Christmas. It might it really still did. be on. I was looking at it and going, Phew, I could I could almost use that
2: so long <laughs> yeah. as it worked <laughs> everywhere. That's yeah. uh that's always been the case with wind, right? Nick, yep. you had them for a while and I sure did. Yeah. I was
0: unfortunate. I think I was classed as an early adopter. I was probably yeah. in the door the day they opened. Yeah.
1: How'd that work out for you?
0: really well for a while
1: <laughs> until yeah. you had to use your phone in your basement
0: no oh, i was or... in an apartment oh where it didn't go. work yeah <laughs> yeah Can whenever i came home i would always like just take a pot and put my phone in the pot for a little bit to reset so it realized <laughs> it wasn't roaming anymore <laughs> right <laughs> yeah oh that's funny that's how that went
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so there's there's that news that happened over the holidays. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we had some investigation, I guess not in- investigation, some questions posed to some of the U.S. carriers on their policies about giving free content to subscribers, and the FTC was saying, "Hey, so this free stuff you're doing, what's all that about?" And it was obviously related to net neutrality and people kind of crying out that this these services violated net neutrality when you'd sign up for say Virgin Mobile and you got free access to Spotify or, or that type thing. And as far as net neutrality goes, these types of deals don't violate that because there's various Mm. reasons why, but, and I think I agree that they don't, but it's kind of, it sets a dangerous precedent and kind of that snowball effect type thing that, you know, if you start not, Paying attention to what these companies are doing, it might turn into a violation of net neutrality. Yeah. Um, what What are your guys' thoughts on on uh, the networks giving kind of content that doesn't contribute to your data cap?
2: They have uh, they have a bunch of different like music um, things like Netflix subscriptions. Yeah. Uh, even YouTube, they they talk about how you know they've, they've made agreements and so they're not actually. They're not violating net neutrality because there's no there's no monetary advantage. Like, it's not costing users any more or less. It's just... It's an agreement sort of behind closed doors and...
1: Part, part of it, I think, is that they're not limiting other services from accessing right. the user base. They're just giving motivation or incentive for their users to use a specific service. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's more... I, in my mind, it's more of a anti competition case,
2: yeah, 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 than
1: than a net neutrality case. But I I don't think that's that should be like, yeah, I think that's kind of more the issue, and and just the fact that it's not that it's free to use it, but that it doesn't contribute to the data cap. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you are bumping up against that cap, it's like, oh, I guess I'll use Spotify instead of Pandora, mm-hmm. and and then Pandora uses that loses that that use from that kind right. of thing. But it's like, well, I. I that's just competition, I think.
0: Yeah. What I think I find most aggravating about it is that they're giving away... Like with uh, Rogers, you get NHL Game Center. Yeah. Or something like that. I think what I find most aggravating about it is that they just give that away and the corresponding data because they're like, oh, yeah, we'll easily make the money back with all the other crap you buy from us. Yeah. And it's like... You can afford to just give it away. Yeah. Why does it cost so much in the first place?
1: One yeah. is why are there caps in the first place? That's kind of the biggest thing. that yeah, the question yeah, is like, right. You it's know, like,
0: you can. And I mean, how quickly would you go over your cap if you were using NHL Game Center Live on mobile? Yeah, like does just gone
2: if you were streaming in HD? Does NHL Game Center not contribute to mobile or like Wi-Fi data if you're on Rogers? I'm not sure that's a thing. Oh wait, okay. I thought you wait.
0: We're talking you get data access caps. to it. Yeah, but yeah. doesn't it not
2: count when you're streaming it? I I have been like either Wi-Fi or mobile. I've I've been operating under the impression that it did count, just that it's free. Like it's free to use. You have access to the service. Oh, okay, maybe I'm mistaken. Then it it's possible I'm mistaken. I've been I've been streaming NHL Game Center thinking that it's using my data. At least on, on Wi Fi. If only if only there was a way we could figure this out. If only it was it would be easy to figure out and not it wouldn't be extremely difficult to find buried in details of the agreement somewhere. If
0: only we could just ask a robot a question. I mean it, do you
2: want to ask a robot a question? I'll try and ask a robot a question. I don't
1: okay. think the Rogers Helps Twitter account is a robot. So it's-
2: <laughs> I don't think
1: we're going to get an immediate answer here. I don't, you'd be surprised. Last time I added Rogers into a conversation, and they re- replied to me right away. They're like, oh, so can I help you with anything? I'm like, no, but thanks. You Hmm. But anyway. There's I'm, some I'm,
2: here from National Post. Uh, Will Rogers allow you to watch? Yeah, this article also points out that there's... um. It does, there's still blackouts and stuff. Like, there are some games you can't watch on the NHL Game Center, which seems crazy. But um, I hate that so much. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean,
0: they won't, you won't fill the stadium if we don't black it out. Really? Really?
2: Mm. They do say it still counts towards your data cap in this article. Oh, okay. So this this wouldn't even count. The only the only thing about this that would contribute to the net neutrality discussion is the fact that it's bundled with Rogers plans.
1: Yeah. Well, the crazy thing I think is with T Mobile's binge on program where they literally allow HD video streaming unlimited. Like, there's no data cap for that.
2: HD in quotes.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, because they limit it to was it 480? They limit it to yeah. So, but still. I think it's it's kind of crazy that you can do that and just keep watching forever and ever. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we'll, oh we'll see God. where that goes and if there's any more investigation or regulations relating yeah. to to that kind of thing.
0: It says that data consumption is approximately one gigabyte per game when scre- streamed to a f- smartphone and two to five gigabytes per game when streamed to a tablet.
2: Yeah. Okay, Sounds so about just... Right.
0: You know, you can you can watch it on mobile, but don't, is what I get from this. Well, I have, and have very much enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, I but, know yeah, you no. have, Rob. <laughs>
2: can you think of a Rogers plan that would allow you to do so? There is not. There is not a Rogers plan that would allow you to sanely do so, no. Oh.
1: <laughs> so, Next, Rob. the last uh, network mobile-related story that I have is that Verizon is now offering $650 per line to switch to Verizon from your existing carrier, which is pretty interesting, I think. And the catch is that they're just going to buy you $650 of credit for whatever carrier you're with to pay off your old or your buyout fee, I guess. So they're not paying your carrier directly or writing you a check. It's just like if it costs you $300 to buy out of your contract they'll cover that in the form right. of paying a gift card or a credit to pay to your carrier yeah um but it's i don't know it's it's a crazy market out there it's and and again yep. this this kind of thing is like well if they're if they're willing to throw away $650 per person it's like why even have buyout fees it's yeah absolutely it's kind of stupid but that's uh i think now Again, like you're seeing companies just get rid of contracts altogether, so I yep. think we're gonna start seeing the end of just being locked in and at the mercy of these carriers.
0: Right. Quick note, by the way. Belleville, Ontario is mentioned in the Game Center Live page. Specifically.
2: W-
3: huh.
0: Okay. Yeah. The NHL Out of Market French package. It's only avail- available west of Belleville, Ontario.
3: Nice. Actually, I
0: think it's either Walbridge Loyalist. I think it's Walbridge Loyalist Road, which will be the road it's available from. Right. Because that's the reason I couldn't watch Leafs games in Belleville. (laughs) (laughs) Because all of a sudden we were in Senators' territory. I've got news for the NHL. Belleville, Ontario is not Senators' territory. No, it's not. (laughs) I don't know if
2: anywhere is Senators' territory. (laughs)
0: Ottawa? Mm, I mean, not downtown Ottawa, but Kanata, Orleans. Yeah for some people nepean (laughs) i mean not the beating heart of the city just you know the the people that work in the beating heart of the city
2: right yeah there's uh yeah i the whole that that whole sort of regional disparity thing i hope is going to be just disappearing soon i i can't hold out too much hope but that's how i feel like i feel like i just it can't it's not sustainable in a global environment yeah. where we have this one network that we're all on
1: yeah is is the idea that people will be more motivated to buy a ticket to the game if they can't watch it on tv uh because that's, that's, really that's a really stupid reason if that yeah. is the case <laughs> i think that's why
0: some of the blackouts occur
1: yeah it's and like, that's stupid because no one's actually going to make that judgment call well no mm-hmm. if it's
0: if it's not sold out i think they black it out yeah and so it's like how could you oh, <laughs> what <sighs> <laughs> just, yeah, like, whoa, well, I can't watch this game on the TV for no additional cost to what I'm already paying. <laughs> Clearly, I guess I'm just going to shell out 100 bucks for the ticket and ride an hour and a half total on the bus to get to effing Kanata, <laughs> in the middle pay, of a freaking cornfield. $12 a the beer,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's a very strange system yep there there's a there's an nhl game center I, I guess they would call it a feature i call it kind of not a bug but like a, a bug in the system where on nhl game center if i want to watch the montreal canadians sometimes i can watch them in french but not english i'm like rds <laughs> yeah and yeah. that's very odd to me but that works out for you it's fine, but is it it's odd weird. too that
0: the French language network would make it available to you? Is it odd that the French language network would probably exclusively cover the Montreal Canadiens?
2: No, that I mean, I I agree with that, but I the, the weird thing is that it's not available, or that it's yeah available in French but not English. Why not just have it both available what's, or neither?
0: What's what's the big difference, Rob? Like, <laughs>
2: Celebu <C'est> la <boue!
0: laughs> what, what do you got against?
2: I have nothing at all i watch it in french i i have done that it's fine it's just weird
0: okay i don't think so i think for the majority of their fans i don't think it's that odd
2: no yeah for the majority of their fans it's not but for some it but
0: for me for me it's like I, you can watch you can watch the maple leafs in punjabi punjabi nick why can't you watch the habs in english
2: but you can also watch the leafs in english yeah
0: that's not the okay see the (laughs) argument i was making on your behalf was that a minority or a minority audience of the maple leafs are able to watch in their own language right but you're not able to do the same thing yeah right that's the that's what i was was trying to get at and then you're like yeah but you can watch the leafs in english It's like yeah that's it's not surprising giving them given that the majority of their fan base is english
2: sure yeah. And so, if if you found that suddenly that option was unavailable to you unless you were, I don't even know what I would need to subscribe to, or if I would need to live in Toronto to to access that. But it seems weird to regionally restrict the English viewing of of a Montreal Canadiens game. Just like it would be, it would be weird to geographically restrict uh, the Punjabi broadcast of Maple Leafs or Vancouver Canucks games. It's just odd to do it geographically sure mm-hmm. glad we settled that <laughs>
0: <laughs> i wasn't saying like regional disparity was odd but
2: yeah yeah anyway i'm sure you'll manage i, I do manage i just watch it in french if i can't in english mm. uh we have one more story here how about before we wrap up my uh nick you have a story about coffee do i ever and before
0: Immediately before the show is usually when I do my final prep mm-hmm. and I go through everything and the the story would not load for me before the show, which was fun. That was interesting. So instead of the story, there's a possibly a doctor on YouTube that had done a little review of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mike.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When did you last drink coffee? Right now, yeah. When when did you start drinking the coffee?
1: Today? Yeah. When we started, about an hour and a half ago.
0: Okay, so in as little as half an hour, your DNA is effectively protected. It's protected from strand breakages.
1: Nice. I'm... I, am I pleased about that? I, I don't you, know what that means. You should be. Do you, do okay. you
0: usually. Is damage to your DNA sequence <laughs> usually a good thing?
1: Well, you know, uh, isn't cell duplication caused by DNA splitting and then rejoining or something?
0: Yeah, that's cellular mitosis, but that's yeah. like a slightly different thing. Like breaking isn't quite the same as splitting.
1: Okay. So enlighten me.
0: Well, I can really only go off the you know, <laughs> very, very limited breakdown I got from the YouTube video. <laughs> but, uh, they ran some tests where they had healthy adult males drink some coffee or not drink coffee. And then checked their blood two hours later, just because, you know, that's when you're guaranteed to have everything in the system. And much lower rates of breakages in the adults who were drinking coffee. And it was interesting because this guy, like, actually broke things down. It's like, so it could be due to this, this, or this, or this, this, or this. And there's, like, also the previously documented health benefits of coffee are this, 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 this. Right. But, yeah, I thought it was really interesting because, like another thing that coffee has come up with or they they look at coffee and go hey it's also doing this for you so that's good i wonder if it's like one of those potentially evolutionary things where like you know the the cultures that developed beer and tea tended to do better because they had a sterile drinking source or drinking water source maybe it'll be like those cultures that figured out coffee will be the ones that thrive into the future Fun note, highest levels of coffee consumption are in the Nordic countries. Makes sense. Which many believe to be the best countries. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah. So
2: Rob, get on the decaf train. I'm probably not going to. I don't like the taste of coffee. That's a shame. It's not, it's not the caffeine that I that you're, I am concerned with. But uh right. yeah. your DNA, man.
0: Aren't you Saudi hoping like, to have kids? Yeah? Don't you want your DNA to be in tip-top shape for your progeny? I think it'll be fine. Will it, though, Rob? Will it? Do you not want it, to give the best you could
2: possibly give
0: to your offspring?
2: I feel like I'm I'm going out of my way to do that. Just not with coffee. It's a shame, man.
0: I know. I just I just, I just hope you apologize to your children every single day of their lives. Be like, yeah, I'm sorry. just find it kind of bitter.
2: You know what I find weird about this? And obviously, I'm not going to go and pay for this um, access to the study results themselves. But but obviously, the the person that uploaded this video that you've linked to has reported on numerous benefits that coffee has. And other than after sort of increased alertness, which they they state is the obvious benefit, they have treatment for headaches as a benefit of Coffee intake. And I feel like this person is getting caffeine headaches or <laughs> coffee headaches and
3: is just no, treating no, like, them. Like,
0: tylenol has uh, like the Tylenol extra strength migraine or whatever it is. Yeah. That has, has caffeine. caffeine in it because it releases yeah. the blood vessels in the brain. And it's frequently constriction of blood vessels in the brain, which leads to headaches. Mm-hmm. So caffeine is actually a treatment for that. I It's just yeah. it's just
1: if you're a regular coffee drinker, your body <laughs> adapts to the yes. higher the more open vessels and so when you don't no, have it it's i'm aware just worse. of coffee
0: withdrawal symptoms but that's why it treats headaches
2: yeah. yeah 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 i'm just saying the cause might might be the same as the treatment there <laughs> In that particular scenario for that particular symptom yeah yeah
0: that's what you're going with rob
2: yeah nick i feel like this has been a confrontational episode <laughs> yeah. yeah i do oh okay
1: <laughs> uh i still don't know why dna breaking is bad they, this re- article i looked at talks about free radicals and that sounds like antioxidant type and there are antioxidants in
2: coffee which
0: might
1: there
2: be are. the reason for that mm-hmm. mike i i think over the next week you should do some research into why dna breaking is bad for the human body
1: I can imagine why it might be. I don't, I need specific symptoms. Like, oh, it's higher. Well, I was going to say, like,
0: I'm assuming, like, you know, there's going to be a lot of redundancy. Redundancy used in the engineering (laughs) sense of the word, Rob. Yes. But there's going to be a lot of DNA redundancy within the body. But, like, if all of a sudden you're relying on a book to read about how to, I don't know, build a a tower. Yeah. Bake a cake, sure. But then, like, you rip out a chapter in the middle or a chapter at the beginning or the end all of a sudden your cake's probably not going to be all that it's supposed to be and there was a pause in which they all thought about cake baking
1: (laughs) I'm trying to figure out I'm sure I can still figure out how to bake a cake if one page is missing (laughs) and that's the thing you're going to open the book and
0: it's like you'll take the now baked cake and begin (laughs) icing and you'll be like uh oh
2: (laughs) So, I don't
0: the, have a cake in front of me
2: so what it what it can lead to is mutations and so, for instance, let's say you're you're baking a cake and you go to the ingredients list and you see that you need sugar and eggs, and then there's two cups of something that starts with f and <laughs> formaldehyde, yeah, exactly, so you think okay well i can just I can put something in here. I don't know it exactly what it's F. supposed to be and you end up you end up baking a cake that's poisonous and kills you. At that point what you what you end up getting is something like I mean cancer is a lot more likely for instance when if if a random mutation or a random DNA breakage uh ends up breaking instructions in that way it can it can give you cancer it can remove protections that might end up giving you cancer like that's why um like uv exposure is bad because you can get a melanoma like that's uv light can also cause dna breakages in the same way that that some foods can like or that free radicals can Mm -hmm. that's why it's dangerous and why given the constraints of this study if it if it is sort of verified fact why having coffee would be good yeah to protect
0: well apparently the, it, it's they don't actually know the causal mechanism yeah. they know it's causal but mm-hmm. they don't they they outlined like you know three or four different ways that yep. it could be protecting against dna breakages
1: mm-hmm. yeah apparently there are two other studies that correlated from one from 2007 one from 2010 that right. suggested the same thing that oh. correlated drinking coffee with reduction in, in dna breakage hmm. i might go have another coffee
2: <laughs> All right, in that case, uh Mike, I'm going to push your your last story here to next week. We've gone much longer than than we've been oh, talking about wait. going.
0: I actually really want to talk about that
2: one. We we'll talk about it next week because there's a lot we want to say. Next
0: week? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we
2: we wanted to have a conversation about um NFC cards anyway, so we'll we'll save that whole discussion for next week. And uh and then so i guess uh in that case i'd like to thank you for listening to this week's future chat uh we'll be back next week with more science and tech talk and you can find past episodes of the show and more at unwindmedia.com future chat see you next time
3: ciao